Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hey, I'm Scott Pipe. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. You are listening to Inside Supercars. All the racing I've done, supercars and, uh, you know, all the GT and drifting and all that kind of stuff, I think it all helps. A lot of seat time and having some good times racing, it's, it's a lot of fun. As long as we don't allow some of the lunatics to um, get the keys, then uh, it'll continue to be at the, um, at the forefront uh, through hard work and diligence, particularly on the part of the team owners and investment by them. From the racetracks across Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars. So welcome back to Inside Supercars here at Newcastle. Craig Ravel, Tony Whitlock here with Peter Vale, the new team manager who replaced uh, Christopher Clark uh, midway through the season. Yeah, Gold Coast round. Gold Coast round, yeah, okay. The, the end of the Enduro Cup, so that was obviously a, a big weekend for you, a fast introduction to it all. Exactly, yes. You have a history in this country, though. Um, yes, I was born in, born in Melbourne, um, bred up in Sydney, um, and then returned to Melbourne to do a refrigeration apprenticeship. Um, but while I was doing that, I got involved in motorsports and varying degrees of motorsports in, in Australia. And I decided once I got out of my apprenticeship, I would uh, travel to the UK and find out a little bit more about what motorsport. Year was this? I travelled to the UK in 1987. Um, quickly got a job with uh, Ron Torinac another Australian, um, building Formula 3 and Atlantic cars, uh, which eventually led to working with a Formula 3 team uh, doing the, the British series. That led on to Formula 3000, doing the European series. And working with various drivers, um, I was introduced to Formula 1, so I ended up working with uh, Martin Donnelly at Lotus um, and uh, Mika Hakkinen at Lotus. And then when, when Lotus went defunct, I moved across to McLaren, and I stayed at McLaren for about 20 years. Um, through the good times and the bad, and then left McLaren, joined uh, Williams as team manager for a year, then took a year off of motorsport and went sailing. Uh, enjoyed the, a year of sort of water sport, sailing, building boats, um, building a boat to race around the world single-handed. And then uh, my old team manager from uh, McLaren, Dave Ryan, he invited me back to be chief mechanic, assistant team manager at uh, Manor Motorsport. So uh, I was at Manor in 2016. And then at the beginning of 2017, uh, Manor uh, pulled the pin, so I was sort of left wondering what I would do. Chris rung up and said, would you be interested? And I said, yeah, let's talk. So we, we talked, and I, I went to an early round up in Townsville. Um, liked what I saw, met Brad, met everybody. And uh, from that point onwards, we talked more seriously about me coming out. Okay. Now, fundamentally, I mean, okay, you were the 20-plus years in Formula One. Um, obviously, the dollar value is just, you know, on steroids there. Um, but are there many relationships you can see between Formula One and supercars? There's, um, it's, the cars themselves are totally different, yeah. so you know, for starters, the first race I, I went to, um, the car had doors and drivers changed halfway through the race, so it was, it was a totally different, um, totally different environment for me, but motor racing is all about getting a team working together and um, pooling your resources, you may not have the best resources, but you've got to do with what you can with them, 
and that's the important bit is trying to get the best of you know you can have all the money in the world but if not getting the best out of what you're spending it on then um, you're wasting it and uh, Brad doesn't like to waste money he likes to put the money where it's going to make the cars go fast it's a great little team to work for and I'm real happy where I am at the moment yeah yeah it, it's a very different team to the structure of anywhere else up and down pit lane and the fact they're located out of the mainstream uh, in Albury is uh, quite a, quite a unique situation. Um, they draw on the Wodonga tape, for instance. Do you you wouldn't have had that sort of involvement? Um, I've had limited involvement with the tape. We've actually got um, we've got Steve McDonald here this yep. weekend. Uh, he's giving us a hand and he's getting a, another opportunity to see what it's all about. And I'm um, I'm getting to know those guys. Uh, it's quite um, it's quite nice to have someone like that where you can. You know, pull or ask, uh, call on them whenever you, you know, yeah. when someone goes down. We had a, we had a guy who was water skiing last week, and he had an injury to his leg, so we kept kept him at home, and we bought Steve instead. So it's nice having that resource that we can, that we can help develop, yeah. um, and also they help us at the weekend. So our DVS team, they rely quite heavily on the, on the TAFE to to assist them each weekend. So it's, a, it's an area that um, I haven't been exposed to before, but I'm really interested in finding out more about it. And it's obviously somewhere you can draw a star from. You know. Yeah, it was one of the things that Chris said, um, you know, do you want to come and work? I mean, I really never thought of working in Albury. Um, didn't know what Albury was all about. But I have to say, um, the members of the team who have lived outside of Albury and who have come to Albury to work, they seem to stay. People who work for the team and then leave motor racing tend to stay in the area. And um, so far, I'm enjoying Aubrey. So you know, it's it's got its rivers, it's got its lakes, it's got the ski fields not far away. So it's got a lot to offer. So it's not a big city, but the big cities aren't far away, either by plane or drive. Now you know, coming in, you're not just you've know, got one or two cars. You've actually got six cars here, haven't you? Is, is it six this weekend? Yeah, we've got six cars here this weekend. But I'm quite lucky in the fact that Andrew Jones takes responsibility for the DVS team and that's that's his team and that's what he enjoys doing as well as racing the cars so while I keep an eye on that team and um, and I keep an eye on the guys and what's happening and everything else um, that's Andrew's that's Andrew's uh, that's Andrew's baby to look after and I can concentrate on the VS you know, on the on the supercar the virgin supercar team now circumstances meant that you actually were looking for a new direction at the same time Chris Clark was also wanting a direction change um, has that been a big shock for you? I mean, obviously moving back to Australia was one thing that fitted okay. Yeah, it's, it's strange. People have said, oh, you're settling in and all that sort of business. But to be honest, it's just like another race season. Um, I sort of haven't stopped moving since you know, my feet touched the ground in Australia. And that's what I'm used to um, from, you know, from Formula One. Um, you spend a couple of days here and then you're off somewhere else and you spend a couple of days, you know, a week there and then you're back and then you're off again. So... Um, it's very much, you know, the, the travelling lifestyle is what I'm used to and that's what I'm doing at the moment. After this weekend and when we've got to go to the same place for more than a week, it might, I might find that a bit strange and that's when I'll be trying to find my feet and you know, settle in at, and find a place called home. Um, but no, Chris and I've known Chris for a long time and I've, we've often joked when we see each other at Australian Grand Prix, he, him saying, when are you coming back? And I've always sort of joked, you know, when, when I can have your job and then it sort of came to fruition. So... So, yeah, I think, um, you know, um, I, I thank Chris for thinking, you know, thinking of me and giving me a call. And as it was, circumstances allowed for me to come back. And then there was an opportunity for me to come back for something, um, which is fantastic. It's, um, I, I didn't want to come back and hang around and do nothing and hope the phone would ring or 
try and chase a job. Uh, the thing with Australian motorsport is people know of me, but they don't know who I am. Yes. So hopefully this opportunity for me at Brad Jones will show you know people who I am. And um, I've got a lot of people up and down the pit lane saying hello, Pete, and I haven't got a clue who they are. So, so, but it's uh, everybody's been quite welcoming. The other team managers have been more than helpful. You know, um, to me trying to find my way around the paddock here. It's it's quite daunting. Uh, being a team manager in Formula One is. It's some people might see it as being difficult, but it's actually easy because I've spent so long in Formula One. Yeah. Um, I knew all about it, so it was quite easy to make a transition from, you know, being a being a mechanic on the car to a chief mechanic and then a technical coordinator and then a team manager. That sort of natural flow of workflow was that uh, was quite easy because it was always involved in Formula One. This was quite daunting. It's a new set of rules which I've st- I'm still learning, trying hard to learn. Um, it's a different format. There's two races in a weekend, not just one. Uh, there's some races that are long races, some races that are short races. Some races people get out the car and other people get in. So it's, um, it's, it's quite different and I'm look, looking forward to it. One thing you should be very grateful for, when I started doing this series back in 94, there was a vile set, um, um, format and that was three races in a day, three 20-minute screamers. And you used to have this, if you didn't get around amongst them, because I reported on all the cars here, not just the one or two top ones. And if you didn't get around everybody between the races, was that a race two or was it race three? I mean, just the confusion was just dreadful. Anyway, one of the things that um, you would bring, having you know spent so long in, the, in your role at a McLaren and Manor, is development not only of the drivers, but also the crew around you. Because that's a... You know, when you're a senior member, and I don't mean to be rude in saying that, but that you, you know, to bring them on, to teach them, to show them the easy way to. No, I, I think in I think in any in any field, as the um, as you, you know, when you're an apprentice, you look for the older people to teach you the right way of doing things, to teach you the correct way of doing things, and there's a responsibility that once you know your trade, and you've learnt your trade, and you've worked in that trade, there's a responsibility to bring the next lot of people on, and. Um, one of the things that I was very proud of with Manor is that we had quite a lot of the other F1 teams taking our staff, and once they'd taken the staff, they wanted more staff, which meant we were doing the right thing and you know, bringing, bringing people on the right way. So the idea is to do the same here if we get the opportunity to with you know, new young kids, especially using the, you know, utilising the TAFE facilities, and we can teach them the right way of doing things, and hopefully that'll be a, a better job. Obviously you're still getting your feet under the desk, as it were, are you still evaluating across all the all the departments and evaluating the guys before you make any too many radical changes, or have you just been picking the low hanging fruit and already trying to make some innovation there? Well, I have to say there's nothing broken, so there's nothing that you know, really have to, to do. What I'm there to do is make sure that you know Brad Jones Racing runs smoothly, um, improve where we can improve, um, be self-critical without sort of being you know without being upsetting people but be self-critical in a, in a positive way so we can learn from it and, and get better. Um, bring people on and then just take the load off Brad so Brad can enjoy, his, you know, enjoy the motor racing side of it that he, that he enjoys to do. Um, you know, like, uh, like we've already spoken about, um, we've got a responsibility to bring people on. Um, it's hard to get people to Aubrey, but once they're there, we, they enjoy it. Um, we're lucky with the TAFE, we've got that we can use and, and we're making full use of that facility and bringing people through that. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's a whole new challenge for me, um, running, you know, running the, 
being in charge, not running, but being in charge of the guys who look after the paint shop and the fabrication department. Um, being a general manager is a, is a big step up from what I'm used to, but it's, it's more hands-on than, than what most people might think because we're a small team. Um, and when I say a small team, I mean a small team in, in numbers, um, you know, not in, not in experience or anything like that. There's a lot of experience where we are, a lot of clever people where we are. You know, we've got a good bunch of engineers, we've got a good bunch of guys in, you know, doing the fabrication, the machining back at the factory, um, all that sort of business. So it's all about just controlling it. Nothing's broken, but where we can improve, we want to you know, make sure we are improving in those areas. I imagine that your staff numbers would be, for this three-car team and all the other divisions that are under it, would be similar to what you were managing probably just for the race team at certainly McLaren, but maybe even Manor. Yeah, you know, Manor we had 223 people all up um, before we had before we finished. I think at McLaren for two Formula One cars we were up around uh, 800 people. Um, I think at Brad Jones we're about 43. So it's different, um, but it's still it's still managing people, and the idea is to manage them in the right way so that they're happy and productive. How hard is it to parachute in like you've done when? everything is so different is there is there literally a let's go racing manual that chris was able to leave you oh chris helped me a lot chris um chris gave me a lot of contacts he um he left a lot of procedures you know uh, for me to understand and read we talked about me joining for a long time so i had time to read up on rules and regulations and that sort of thing but still it's quite daunting you know when you're sending your first lot of rules in wondering if you're doing it correctly and and when the, uh, when the stewards come back and say thank you for that information, then you know you're doing it right, so you can click that off, yeah, I'm doing that correctly. So that's, that's, um, that's good, but to be, to be honest, it's, it's, not, it's, not as hard as, it's not as hard as you think it is, or it's not, I haven't found it as hard as I thought it would be because I think the people at Brad Jones Racing have been so welcoming. They haven't made my life hard. You know, um, the engineers, they listen to all the stupid questions I ask them, um, they give me answers to things. Um, or hopefully, I'm making them think about things they wouldn't think or thought of, or you know, send them down a new path that they might not have thought of. But everybody has been really receptive, and that's made joining the team really, really easy. Um, Brad's, Brad and Kim are both two people that are, I find really easy to get along with and talk to about anything and everything. Which it's just a nice atmosphere, and I've found it really enjoyable. I guess there's the rule book for doing it on the track, but. The actual regulations for uh, the event is almost as thick as what the rule book is for when you can tell your drivers to pull up, when you've got to have setup done, and they're all the little things that, uh, you know, if they are going right, then it means when everyone else comes along, every other part of the puzzle fits together. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I mean, Chris has done a great job over the years. You know, he's left me with a house, like I said, that, that isn't that isn't broken. It just needs a little bit of tidying up in a, in a few areas. Um, I don't want to go and change anything radically, and uh, because there's there's things in place that work. Um, you know, it's, we're not a new team; we're an established team. And there's nothing really that's broken, so nothing really needs fixing. But what does need is just a little bit of tidy up here and there, and bringing up to date and certain things. Um, I guess it's wood for the trees. When you work with something day in day out, you don't see things, and a fresh pair of eyes um, we've brought in, and it's it's it seems to be working. I think the guys are. They're happy with what I'm doing. I think Brad's happy with what I'm doing. Um, so we'll just see how we go. Um, 
obviously we'll sit down at the end of the year and have a proper discussion about where we want to go, what, what we need to achieve and how we're going to get there. But at the moment, I'm still taking in things each you know, weekend. There's normally about three full scat pages of things I want to do and change and everything else um, that crop up. But um, I'm not overloading the people with changes at the moment. I'm just sort of, you know, a couple of changes each, each race meeting, trying to head them in the, put them in the direction I want them to head. And, and it's working. Um, I think the garage is, is looking good. Uh, you know, we're starting to look after things better. Um, all the little things that help you that you sort of don't realise help you. Um, you know, we're changing um, and making things better for us as, as a team. And I just uh, had this vision of having done a flyaway round as well and with a series wanting to go more flyaway rounds in Formula 1, You've got a huge number of flyaway rounds. That's going to be something where your skill set is going to be even more valuable. Yeah, and exactly right. And I think that the fact that um, while I've been here, we've only done one race where we've used the trucks, um, and everything else has been out of the containers, and we haven't had the trucks in the back of the pits. So uh, this is normal for me. <laughs> um, coming here and being a new circuit, uh, I got the feeling that everybody was a little bit apprehensive, but. Uh, really you just and the, and the whole supercar paddock has done it they've just landed on the ground and hit the ground running and everything's working um, you know there's no big problems or anything else yes there's things that can be improved here for next year but that's what the teams have to work together with the organisers to make the organisers aware, aware of what they want so they can improve it for us um, you know next year but um, yeah this is all sort of normal for me we spend a lot of you know Formula 1 spend a lot of the majority of their time um, working away from you know, base, away from the trucks and that, that sort of environment, um, working out of containers and everything else. So there's lots you can do, but there's also lots you would like to do that you're not allowed to do or you can't do because of the regulations. And yes, it is a big rule book in, in, uh, in the V8 supercar paddock that you need to adhere to. But it's all done for a reason. Um, and them as well, you know, they, they're revamping the rules and looking at the rules all the time. So we're trying to improve the series for... You know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, we're doing this. Is you know the fans, the fans come first, and the motor racing is, is there to, you know, to draw the fans and put on a good show. And it's working. You know, we're going down to the last race at you know this weekend, and we still don't know who the championship winner is going to be. It can be you know one or two people, which is fantastic. And my final question is that uh, the Newcastle event. You've been to a lot of first events and a lot of first street events. How have you? taken in what's happened here you, you know are you impressed by a, a first up run like this I haven't been to Newcastle for about 30 years um, and it's changed a lot and it's um, I'm actually really impressed with not only the the circuit and the facilities that they managed to put together around you know around the town but also in the city itself you know Newcastle has really um, stepped up and I think they've done the right thing by bringing the race here because it really showcases what they've got on offer. Um, I wouldn't have come here if the, if the race hadn't have been here, but I, you know, I'd be quite happy to come back here for a holiday with everything that's going on. And uh, hopefully that the, you know, the town, I know there's a few people who might have been against the supercars running here, but I understand the reasons. But I hopefully they can see all the positives that this has brought to the town. And, and uh, I hope everybody who's come has you know, really enjoyed it. You know, the weather has been absolutely fantastic. We've been so lucky with the weather. It's been great days. It's been great racing. Um, and it's been a really, really, really good event.
Well, we'd like to thank Peter Vale, the new team manager at BJR. Thank you so much for telling us your tale because uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy uh, years of competition from, from that team and uh, thank you so much for your time today. No problem, any time. We conclude our interview series next week with Phil Monday on his new Milwaukee Racing 23 Red team. We spoke to him during Newcastle and the news has come out about they've signed Will Davison, they've signed Milwaukee Electric Tools as a sponsor and lots of news there. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.